Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. We need to humble our damn selves. Coming here on our high horse, thinking we're a really good team and we haven't done anything yet. Uh, good for us, man. Um, they played better than us. They played harder than we did. They did everything right. We didn't play the way we were supposed to. And uh, they whooped our ass. I'm happy. <laughs> God, I love him. We need a guy. This guy's better than KG, I think, as far as a talker, don't you? Oh, my I God. Mean, KG got a little grumpy in his last few years. He used to be great when he was younger, but this is uh, Jimmy mad at everybody, including Jimmy, For by the way. He was the principal guy guarding Evan Fournier, who ended up, uh, do we, how do they pronounce it, Fournier or Fournier? Fournier. Fournier. Was he number, number 10, the guy that was shooting? Everything I, I, he would not miss. What do you got? Thirty-two or 36? thirty-two on on six 32. threes. Yeah, God. I'm uh, rewatching some of that. Some of his highlights from from last night. That kid can uh, shoot. Butler. Uh, I don't know who started guarding him, but uh, Butler ended up trying to guard him. But yeah, was Wiggins was three. on him a couple times, and yeah, it was just the the. the well, the, they got killed on the boards too. Yeah, and he's he's actually hurt the Wolves in the past. I mean, he's. You know, he's not a particularly good defender, but he's really good moving without the ball. And you set some screens for him, and he can get himself open and get some good looks. Well, I think the Timberwolves needed this to remind us, don't ever get overconfident with the Timberwolves. Right, right. No, no, never, not a good idea. There's always disaster around the corner. But uh, this club, I was reading about it today. I think they'd won one game since December 18th or something, and yeah. they'd had two, two nine-game winning streaks in the last six, nine-game losing streaks in the last six weeks or something. And you remember, Pat, when earlier this year when Orlando came to Target Center, that was the game that the Wolves almost blew that big lead yes. in the fourth quarter. They got Orlando outscored them like 38-16 to 16 or something like that in the fourth quarter and actually almost came back and won. If you had I mean, asked me... Before I got home and watched the game, because they tipped off at 6, right? So yep. I got home and started watching about 6.30. For a million dollars, I could not have named who their head coach was. And then I saw, hey, it's Frank Vogel. He's yeah, still in the league. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did they still got the kid with the goofy haircut? The, the, Alfred the Payton. Oh, yeah. yeah Alfred still got Payton. Alfred? Yep, he's, he's still there. <laughs> he's still there. Yep. That is a bad loss. Now you got to go play Houston. But Oof. apparently there won't be a Houston verdict on the fight, so nobody's going to get suspended. Is Harden playing or not? That I don't know. He's he, been hurt, right? Yeah, he's been banged up a little bit. Um, I guess I guess we'll find out. I haven't heard anything so, new on I'm it. glad you mentioned that, Pat, because I have to ask Manny a question. I don't know if you saw this, but why did B 
Bielitsa get kicked out of the game last night? I, I, that I, was I, so, I think I threw I a punch know. at him. Aaron right. Aflalo threw a punch at him, and Belly just basically kind of put him in a headlock. Well, he just did it to stop him. Keep himself from getting decked exactly. again. I don't understand why punched and yeah. Was it just a case of they just wanted to eliminate everything right away? I, I think so. That's okay. kind of what it seemed like. But if if it were up to me, and I'm not trying to sound like a homer here, but if it were up to me, I would not have tossed Belly from the yeah, game. Yeah, if you're the guy getting punched, that's probably not but a I, real good I, wonder, I didn't see the game. So. I wonder if all the refs are just on high alert because of what's been going around because the league the happened, last couple of days. Yeah, Is that what part of it? at Staples Center the yeah. other night. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, 911. Well, as... I'm 6'10", 240 yeah. pounds, oh, yeah. the most powerful yeah. player in the NBA. Yeah. And Chris Paul's trying to beat me up. <laughs> oh, oh, man. God bless you, Charles Barkley. But not only did they have that, I mentioned it yesterday, too. They had the two guys trying to meet out in the, in the corridor in uh, Kyle Lowry and uh, who was it? Kyle ben Lowry. Simmons. Ben Simmons were going to duke it out. And both of them claimed that they were out in the hallway waiting for the other one, uh, <laughs> and, and the other one didn't show up. The, uh, but there was the, no police presence. I don't believe for no, that game. No, no pol- police presence. I, <laughs> I love the way I love the way uh, Charles says police. <laughs> hey, play, hey, I'll... hey, Shaq! Police presence. <laughs> I played in the NBA for 16 years. Been a broadcaster for 18 years, and that's the first time I ever heard about police presence. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, that's a that's a bad loss though, because you is. you know you just start taking yourself seriously here, and you got people now. Obviously, it's all Vikings all the time right now, but uh, come on, that's you, you know can't what's lose that you know game. what's weird because for years everybody's been saying, well, you know, it'd be nice if the Wolves could play in the Eastern Conference. They're like six and eleven against yes, the Eastern Conference this year. They're actually their record against the West is they actually have the. I think they're tied with Golden State for the best record against Western Conference teams. It is extremely really weird. weird because they have lost to some mutts in the in the, the, the Indiana beat them. Didn't Indiana they, beat them once? They, yep, Indiana At won home, here. Right? Yeah. yeah, and then they went into Indiana and, and right. beat up on them there. But, um, oh, go ahead, Manny. No, I, no, go ahead. James Harden is expected to return against the Wolves. I'm seeing various reports. Well, when they're really terrible. Uh, and they get a terrible loss. In addition to the threes and everything, they don't rebound. That's their. Yeah. That's their. And that was uh, a big problem they last had night. That terrible. Yeah, it was like uh, uh, what forty one to twenty nine or something well, like that. Forty three trou- to twenty nine. The troubling thing is that they're they have their worst efforts against lousy teams. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And, and, and that's and, is that a troubling sign? Because I think it is. I. Uh, I don't know that this league as a whole is hard to explain. You you look around and you, you'll see like a really good team just lose to like Brooklyn or sure. somebody, and you're just like, how does that happen? But I don't know. It's weird. It, but it would it would be so wolves for them to go into Houston tomorrow and and, and find and find a yeah, way to win right. because that's just that's how they've kind of been this year. They've played well against you know the really good teams and. They get a, a dog coming to Target Center, or they go on the road against somebody terrible, and they get beat. It's it's really weird. Uh, uh Ricey, uh, down here in uh, Fort Myers. I'm heading back Friday for the what I would hoped was going to be the NFC title game at home, but uh, we got Twins Fest this weekend and Hockey Day in Minnesota, and I got a hunch the steam's kind of been taken out of both those events. A little you? spotlight maybe has shifted yeah, focus yeah, from those I mean, events. Yeah. It is amazing what I. 
when I uh, go on the uh, the Star Tribune website once in a while and you see the most read stories, four out of the five are still something that happened Sunday. Yes. You know, still from Sunday. Oh so yeah. It's, uh, it is, uh, it is it is incredible. As I said, even the flags have even shown up down here in Fort Myers. So, and the other, I mentioned this uh, news earlier, and uh, Joe and uh, Johnny Height both uh, were, were stu- dumbfounded by it. But uh, I was very sad to see Mike the situation uh, <laughs> end up uh, getting arrested, uh, getting having to plead guilty to tax evasion, uh, because I do think the situation is the greatest nickname of all time. Because nobody knows where the why why it is. The what situation. does it mean, Mike? What does it mean? He handles, <laughs> but uh, that that show, I think you know. Okay, now we got this guy as president, so I shouldn't say this, but I do think the pop that's what America bottomed out, don't you? <laughs> the don't the you Jersey Shore, the popu- yeah. Oh, with the, with I the don't popularity know. of the Jersey Shore, and and Obama had to take us back from there, right? He had to bring us back. From that low point in America, the, yeah, the 2016. It, it, it wasn't a good reflection on society. I will no, agree with you not. there. I will agree with the you there. The fact that it was an absolute phenomenon uh, for a while uh, was uh, was was just amazing. But uh, you, and now you say you know of uh, the situation appearing at a local bar for ten grand. Yeah, I. Uh... I I have it on very good authority that a local establishment paid him ten thousand dollars cash to show up to hang out, so he would post about it on Instagram. You're kidding me. I am not wow. kidding you. Wow, is that bar still in business? It is. Oh, okay. Well, good. Bare- they've, they've barely. Over, they've overcome that. Uh, they've overcome that poor decision. All right, we'll be back. Herm, we got a lot to talk about. Talking purple right now on the ride with Royce. You play to win the game. Hello. It's former player and coach turned ESPN NFL analyst Herm Edwards. Herm, that was the worst loss a team has taken since you picked up the fumble and ran it in against the Giants, man. I, I tell you what, it was spectacular. I mean, <laughs> you know, that game, the obviously the Pittsburgh game. Uh, even the Philadelphia game, you know, down in the fourth quarter, uh, both teams in the red zone. Philly has to kick the field goal, obviously, and uh, Atlanta can't score. But the Minnesota game, it was like, are you kidding me? Did this, did this just happen? And it happened, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Frank Broyles, of course, uh, made, his, made himself famous by saying, where is the safety man on those, uh, on those broadcasts? And uh, the safety man was there, but it's hard to figure out what he was thinking. Well, you know, it's kind of ironic because prior, you know, the same kid picked it off. Yes, right. And, uh, you know, same, almost the same sort of play. You know, it was kind of thrown up in the air, and he jumps up and catches it. And the, and the next time, it looked like to me, for some reason, he was trying to take his legs out, and he dropped his head. And when you drop your head as a tackler, guess what? Your body follows. Great catch and just missed the tackle. It was like, yeah. are you kidding me? I, I kind of got the hunch, but the kid never said it, that he wanted to make sure that he kept him in bounds, that he was going yeah, to didn't important. want to knock you know, him I'm out always, of bounds. That's exactly right, because they still had time left, and it was a great design by the Vikings, in other words. They went vertical, but then the routes were breaking out toward the sideline, which if they caught the ball, they could get out of bounds, save some time, and maybe kick a field goal. But I just tell you what, you feel bad for the kid. Now, <laughs> if you're a Viking fan, you say it's it finally the, the rabbit's foot uh, – 
uh, turned toward us, and, and, and obviously they win a, a big-time game. Okay, uh, the uh, the uh, Vikings just got a little more of everything right now than the Eagles have. Uh, I, I have a feeling. Do you, do you see, I guess if, if the Eagles can turn it into a snot-nosed game like they did with Atlanta, maybe they got a shot Sunday. Well, you know, I think that's the kind of game people anticipate that it's going to be a uh, a defensive game. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I think you get two great defenses. And, um, you know, they're both going to rely on a running game. Field position kickers will be big in these contests, too. Now, I say that, and all of a sudden you thought that going into Pittsburgh, sure. right? You thought, well, Jacksonville's going to play their slow-scoring game. <laughs> 45 points later, you say, Jacksonville Jaguars, 45 points. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and uh, Pittsburgh today fired the offensive coordinator. They just scored 42 points. Uh, I don't know how he got there. Why is he the guy that got fired? I don't get it. You, you think they were mad at the two fourth and one? <laughs> Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Herm, I was looking up Vikings past playoff games in Philadelphia. The first, oh, one, they ever, the first one they ever played, 1980. Uh, they come in there after uh, basically winning a poor division. Uh, and uh, the Eagles are uh, favored against them, and you were down fourteen to nothing, and then got five interceptions, of which you got two of those. Boy, you make me feel so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. And you know, it was one of those games where we were the favorite, and and then all of a sudden we look, look, we, look, we turn around, and we're going, "What is going on?" <laughs> and the big deal was this: I told the players this at halftime. You know, we had went down to Tampa to, to to obviously to work it out because of you know it was so cold in Philly. Yeah. So I I gathered the defense up. I said, boys, don't you understand something? Because we had to cut the you know so much pressure. I said, if we win this game, we go get back to go to Tampa for a whole week. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, did all five interceptions come in the second half? Uh, Kramer Ooh, threw five. Uh, you had might, two. Yeah. You had two, Roynell Young had two, and then uh, Linebacker had one, too. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think that might have took place. I'm not for sure, but I know we had five. I remember that. And it was one of those games where all of a sudden we got going and the rush became dominant, and, uh, you know, we, we, we took the ball away. That helped us win. Yeah, it was. Uh, but uh, the Vikings are uh, – the Vikings already played uh, – they played three playoff games. The Vikings have won them all, but they don't mean uh, – it doesn't mean anything. But uh, did you think uh, Nick Foles looked a little more like a real quarterback uh, the last couple of times after having yeah, those think, bad games? Yeah, and I think the sentiment going into the game, I think, you know, no one – and I was on the radio with the Eagles before they played that game. A lot of the fan base was nervous <laughs> about Nick Foles, you know, how he was going to handle it. But, but I, I, I think that, that game helped him tremendously. Um, and that was good, obviously, the defense, you know, kept the score down because there was not a lot of pressure on him. And the uh, that Viking, that fantastic Viking defense holds the Saints uh, scoreless in the first half. Uh, what did you think of Breeze the second half? Oh, I tell you what. I mean, the last two games, you know, Drew Breeze really, really showed up as far as his ability to, to throw the ball down the field. Um, that was one of those games, you know, where you look at it and you go, like last week, you go, here goes Drew Breeze, you know, against a really good defense. And, um Yes, that's why who he is. He's Drew Brees, you know, and I think he went to the sideline thinking, okay, we, 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 I've done what I had to do. I think he was in shock along with everybody oh, yeah. else when the play took place. Now, here's here's football. I mean, it, it's it's 
gruesome game to try to play. <laughs> it's unbelievable the energy and effort put in. You're turning 39 years old on Monday, uh, and you you put your team ahead like that. How do you get over it? How does it? How does a guy get over it? How does a football guy get over it when he lose ones like lose one like Boy, that? It's tough. It's gut wrenching. You know, and and I, and I thought this. I thought the fans down in New Orleans did a great job. I mean, I don't know yeah. if you saw that. I saw yep. some things, some, some things where they actually put the kid's name up there and said, "We love you," you know, because that 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 is a brutal loss. I mean, it's just. As a coach, what what do you tell your team? I mean, there's nothing you can say. I mean, it's just kind of like you don't know what to say. You just sit there and you go, okay. I mean, I'm going to tell you guys, you know. But the, the, the tragedy of it all, as we know, in the playoffs, when you lose, it, you're, it's done. Your whole yep. season is over. How uh, shocking was uh, Jacksonville's offense to you? Oh. That, uh... I thought Nathaniel Hackett did a great job, uh, you know, and Ben. Just think about Big Ben now. He threw five touchdown passes. He threw almost for 500 yards. Yes. Antonio Brown is like, and they lose. It's like, are you kidding me? That's like, <laughs> that has to be one, too. I mean, where it's like, but, you know, I look at Pittsburgh, and, and I say this. That team, for some reason, Jacksonville, they match up well against Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh twice this year in, in yes. Pittsburgh. Yep. Yeah, they do. Although they, uh, you know, you could have, as you pointed out, you could have knocked me over with a feather that that game goes in. <laughs> Both teams oh. are in the forties. Oh. The over and under on that game was taken care of at halftime. For goodness sakes, it was. Yeah, it was exactly astounding. right. Exactly right. Any you chance know, you, in any chance but, in New England for this upstart outfit? Well, I, I think obviously if they can rush uh, Captain America inside, which they can do. And uh, get him off his mark. It's going to be interesting. I do know this: they're going to have ten guys blind scrimmage, uh, stopping the run of uh, of Jacksonville and saying Blake Borders, you're going to have to beat me throwing. And I think that's how they're going to play it on defense. They're going to say he can't beat us throwing on the road. Now we say that, but he went into Pittsburgh and scored 45. So we'll see. So uh, are you still chasing recruits around now, or is this a dead uh, period? Yeah. Yes. No. Still chasing them. And uh, went to about five schools today. And uh, we've got some kids coming in this weekend, so it's all good. How's the weather going to be? A little warmer in Minnesota, probably. It's about 72, a little breeze. Nice. (laughs) It's nice. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Herm. Thank you, my friend. All right. uh, Herm Edwards, who's hanging in there with us, uh, even though he's now the football coach at Arizona State. And I knew I could make his day by uh, re- recalling his two interceptions against the uh, Vikings. Nobody butters up a guest quite like you do, sir. Well, you know, that was a, a game at the vet, uh, you know, and the Eagles were favored. Uh, Vermeil was the coach. And to tell you how much technology has changed, I think I was sitting next to Such, even though I was in St. Paul and he was in Minneapolis, and we couldn't figure out what, Vermeil was shown to the officials right before halftime. He kept showing this thing to it, and then they closed in on it. It was Polaroid shots. Oh, my God. They were showing. They they had a camera up in the press at one of the press levels, and he was showing Polaroid shots of, I don't know, some formation that they'd call illegal or something. We thought, what will they think of next? <laughs> they got the Polaroid shots. Boy, this has got to be the end of technology as we know it, right? So uh, that was our first installment of Technology <laughs> Corner yeah, at was. the vet. Well, I hadn't, you know, 
old Bud never was bringing out any Polaroid shots. We thought that was really something. Look, they're taking pictures of their formation so they can show How'd the reps. How get them they... so quick? Wow, what a <laughs> what a deal. What do they think of next, you know? so. <laughs> And then let's go play a little Pong after we're done here. All right. (laughs) We uh, shall return with a Johnny Height Sports update. Feel the power. Horsepower, that is. The Ride with Royce on 1500 ESPN. Johnny Height doing a doubleheader again today. Uh, <laughs> sports and traffic. What is happening, sir? Thank you, Patrick. This update sponsored by Concordia University Online Learning. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Vikings practicing today for the first time since that big win Sunday against New Orleans. Stephon Diggs, of course, caught the unlikely game winner in that one as the clock ran out. Today, reporters asked him about the whirlwind after the game. Um, it's just been a you know a day-to-day thing. You know, I had a conversation with my mom about it. That was the most important conversation. Um, some with my little brothers, and that's all that really mattered to me. I didn't really care about too much other than you know happy to you know be in a position to get a W for my teammates. You know, for the fans that were there supporting, you know, everybody that was, you know, stuck around. And, you know, we get another opportunity. Vikings injury report today. Adam Thielen did not practice. Uh, he's got a lower back problem. I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine for the game. Don't everybody panic. So, John, as a hateful, spiteful Packer I'm, fan, I'm are, not you, hateful are you spiteful. rooting for them to lose Sunday, or do you want them to suffer heartbreak in the Super Bowl? Uh, boy, that's a tough one. Mm. I'd like Here's, to, yeah. Here's my hot take, boys. Uh-oh, uh-huh. I'm unprepared. They will beat New England on that turf if they play them. Oh, New England will not be able a to piping pr- hot sports take. New England, New England will not be able to protect their 41 year old quarterback. Mm. That's uh, my, that's my hot take. Mm. So all they have to do is get by Nick Foles. Get is what by you're saying? Nick Foles, okay. Yes. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we did find out oh, yesterday. Thanks, Tom Kelly. <laughs> we did find out yesterday Ed Hockley is the referee for the game against the Eagles. Uh, today, we found out uh, Gene Steratori will be the referee for the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. So, uh, oh, we got God. Gene. Mr. Boy, we're going to see no, a lot of muscles, aren't we? <laughs> a lot is Gene of, a muscle a guy? Tight shirt? Yeah, he's got the tight shirt, too. Not like Ed, Not like he's Ed, got the yeah. tight shirt. Too. I want Gene to bust out the giant index card. <laughs> Measure every first down with the giant uh, index card. That's what I want. He's been told not to do that I know. by the yeah. NFL. Uh, you, I'm sure everybody's talked about this. He did the Gophers game the other yeah. night, too. Yeah. Everybody saw that. God, it's he must amazing. hate being at home. <laughs> now, I know they hired 21 full-timers. Is he a full-timer for the NFL, I wonder? I would assume so. So he's just part-timing as a college basketball ref. He's oh. probably going to, just to stroke his own ego, he's probably going <laughs> to referee some basketball game that afternoon and then jet to Minneapolis to referee I the was, Super Bowl. I uh, was... I was reading about Doug Harvey, the Hall of Fame yeah, umpire who uh-huh. just died this week. Mm-hmm. He refereed basketball. Uh, he was an original, he, for a little extra money, he refer, an original ABA basketball referee. Wow. Yeah. So that was that. very common for those guys to uh, to officiate two sports. The uh, New York Times obit on Doug Harvey was great because everybody called him God, apparently. Yes. Because yeah. he was the last say. 
And his mm-hmm. uh, wife apparently bought him a T-shirt that said, I'm God, or words, <laughs> words to that effect in the house, too. So, uh, After formally announcing his retirement today, uh, the Twins uh, formally announced that Justin Morneau will be a special assistant to baseball operations. Uh, now, here's his duties. You ready? Okay. Uh, limited, it will include, but not limited to, helping position player development by focusing on transition programs and teaching an understanding of Major League expectations, environment, and culture. Got all oh, that. sounds like an assistant coach for PJ. He will also be involved in the amateur draft process throughout the year as a resource for player acquisitions. Oh, and, they're gonna. That's gonna look that placard you put in the guy's office. That's yeah. gonna be a long title there, isn't it? He'll also do assistant all, in charge of. That's right. Uh, and in his role, he'll do all the stuff that Michael Kadir, Tory Hunter, and Latroy Hawkins did uh, last year for the Twins too. So. Uh, I thought maybe it was he was uh, gonna scout goaltenders or something. <laughs> <laughs> it is just a shame when you look back on that injury. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. 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 He was uh, he was having a good year. He That's mentioned sure. the, the been a two-time MVP. He mentioned the second baseman I saw in the press conference cuz uh, I forget the player's name that that need him in the head McDonald. by accident. John, McDonald, John thank McDonald, you. McDonald, yeah. But basically how McDonald came up to him, you know, a couple of years after that and just said how sorry he was and he's like just Morno said, "You don't have to apologize. You're just playing baseball." Yeah. You know. One other yeah. uh, baseball story? Yes. J.D. Martinez, apparently Boston has offered him five years, $100 million, but he wants more. Yeah, well, isn't he another He's Boris He's a Boris guy. guy. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He, uh, he wants six years at an annual value of above $30 million. Well, you can wish in one hand and you don't want the other. <laughs> uh, the thing about Scott is he ain't holding. He oh, ain't no. stopping. He'll, he's not. You know, he'll settle eventually. He'll probably take a one-year deal for 28 or something like that. That's uh, that's a lot of money. That is. All right, Johnny, thank you. You bet. Matthew Collar covers the Vikings for 1500ESPN.com. How are the lads out there today at Winter Park? Uh, What was going on? Uh, I think what was going on is all the national media that showed up was trying to get everyone to still talk about the other night, and all the players didn't want to talk about the other night anymore. <laughs> that was that, that was mostly what it was about, is the team trying to tell everyone, guys, we know it was magical, but we've all turned the page now. And that might have been a message that came from the uh, head coach, I would think, maybe, at that little team meeting you get on a, on a Wednesday morning, huh? I think it was quite clear by Monday when he started his press conference by ripping them for all the things that they had done wrong in the second half of that game (laughs) that uh, Zimmer was probably over it about five minutes after it happened. Ah, He seemed awful giddy, though, in the post-game press conference. You don't see him that giddy too often, but then again, uh, he's never won a game like that in his life, so he should be giddy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, he, but I'm sure that in the, the wee hours of the night, he went home and started watching that film on the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and the man makes a good point, though, because in the second half of that game, they had a really bad interception thrown by Case Keenum. They had a punt blocked. They had their defense give up a fourth down and 10 completion to Drew Brees. And, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to be facing anywhere near the caliber of quarterback, but if they make those other mistakes, it's not like Philadelphia's offense, even with Nick Foles, is a joke. It's a team with a better defense than the Saints that will take advantage of any sort of mistakes they make. So Zimmer's right that if it happens again, uh, they're probably not going to get a Minneapolis miracle. 
Uh, we were talking to Tim Yotter uh, yesterday, and, and Tim was uh, pointing out that uh, they got a terrible surface there in Philadelphia, too, for this time of year. So uh, it's, uh, you know, Philadelphia will be trying their dangest to turn it into a kind of an ugly football game, and the field might help them. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I think this is one of the rare games where I would say, you know you know when they put up like a keys to the game graphic and it's always hilarious, it's always run the ball and don't yes. have any turnovers. <laughs> but, like, I think this game is where all of that stuff is true, that if you if you make mistakes that the other team's going to take advantage or that, that Philadelphia's defense and the Vikings' defense is so good that you could see just one turnover or something like that being the difference, or because that field is so brutal, a missed field goal or something like that. Or, I mean, if you look at the Atlanta game, if Julio Jones doesn't slip on the final play, maybe he catches that ball from Matt Ryan. There's going to be a lot of that, too, with you know the wide receivers trying to gain separation and the running backs trying to cut up field, and it could be ugly, especially if we get any precipitation there. Yeah, I don't know. It's what it's supposed to be fifty degrees or something during the day, but is 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 there a possibility of rain? I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah, know I haven't. Uh, I haven't looked in depth yet, but I mean, <laughs> even if if you get that that little bit of, of extra slickness on the field as the sun goes down or anything like that, I mean, it just it has everything written on it to be like a uh, ten to nine type of game, and I think that Philadelphia really wants to play that type of game. Hey, the Eagles, it's amazing because their defense is good again now for about the last month. But they had those two games back-to-back where they were terrible. The Giants went up and down the field on them. And, uh, and it was, you, the, you can't find those games for the Vikings this year with that defense that they've been terrible. The Eagles were actually terrible twice, and then they kind of got their act back together. But uh, maybe that was post-Wentz trauma or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what happened there either, but I know that it starts with their two cornerbacks that are probably the weakest players on uh, their team outside of their quarter- quarterback. Uh, Ronald Darby and Jalen Mills are just unimpressive. Uh, Darby does not get his head around. Darby is basically what Trey Waynes was last year, where every time they threw at him, he'd be in position, but he wouldn't get his head around. He could make catches against them. And Mills is a guy who was drafted in the seventh round. He's a pretty mediocre player. And the thing is, you know, if Case Keenum has time to throw the ball down the field, which I think will be very difficult with uh, the Eagles coming after him, but if he has time to do play action, throw down the field, and get some of the matchups with those two guys, uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are on a completely different level than the two cornerbacks. And when we did see them struggle, the Eagles' defense, it usually started with those two guys. Hey, Matt, uh, uh, Fletcher Cox gets all the pub. Uh, how about from the edges? Do they uh, they have pretty good guys out there, too, rushing the quarterback? Uh, yeah, one of the absolute best. Uh, Brandon Graham is a oh, yeah. top-notch player. He's he's a little different than Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan is a beast. He's huge and strong. Brandon Graham is more fast and quick, and they like to move him around all over the place. So every once in a while on the third down, you might see him lining up over a guard and having Chris Long move up and play over the tackle, or you'll see Graham line up on the right side or on the left side and you know, I thought all things considered, as good as Cameron Jordan is, that Rashad Hill did a halfway decent job against him. But the speed and the quickness of Brandon Graham, last year he absolutely annihilated the Vikings. But, of course, 
they didn't have any uh, good tackles at all in that game. But that, that's going to be one of the big-time matchups to watch because if Brandon Graham is smoking Rashad Hill on, on a consistent basis, it will be really hard to let routes develop, especially if the field conditions are tough and it's going to take a little bit longer uh, to get into those routes. Now, uh, you finally fully embraced Case Keenum with your long, long piece, which can be found on 1500ESPN.com that you wrote last week that's really good. Uh, and then, hey, you know, if he hadn't made that throw uh, there at the end, I think we'd be blaming him for the loss as much as anybody. <laughs> fully embraced is, I don't know if I would exactly put it that way. I mean, you know, it, it's a really fascinating story to me how the NFL ignored the guy yes. in the draft, even though he put up those crazy numbers. And every once in a while, one of those guys becomes a great player. And his situations with the Rams and Jeff Fisher, who just looks like the worst right now, um, I mean, they were, they were really, really bad. Um, but, you know, the, the thing about Keenum is always that he tries so hard to make those magical plays. Every once in a while, it works. And he's had a lot of them this year. But it also sometimes turns disastrous. And it was like, we got the entire Case Keenum experience in that game. He made great throws. The one to Jarius Wright is phenomenal. And then he made other throws that just made you rip your hair out. Uh, you know, the one that gets picked off is bad, but there was another one that almost got picked off toward the end of the game, too, where he rolled out and just flung it out there. And, and so, so there's, you get a little bit of that what drives Mike Zimmer crazy, uh, the risk-taking, but then the other part of it is that it works out enough when you have really great wide receivers. I uh, I uh, do love the fact that Shermer's going to the New York Giants, which will put an end to one of the stupidest stories of this uh, off of this postseason, where there was going to be a package deal between Pat Shermer and Case Keenum. Ah, no, there wasn't. You know, you know Pat Shermer's going to go possible. where he? Huh? I said what? still possible. I know it's possible, but it's not like, hey, these two guys are joined at the hip, and if you get Pat Shermer, then you can have Case Keenum. Well, you can have Case Keenum if you pay him more than the next team, so it's not going to be any, you know, it's just that kind of stuff. Is it, it seemed to me that that was an easy national story that some people threw out there. So maybe I think I'm if, he was going to, if he was going to Arizona, it would have made a lot of sense because they don't have a quarterback to mm -hmm. take Case yes. Keenum with him. But I wonder if Case Keenum drives – Shermer nuts sometimes by going off script and things like that, and they're glad when it works out, and they hate when it doesn't. Um, I, I think what we know about Case Keenum is someone is going to pay him a heck of a lot of money, and if they don't have the type of supporting cast that the Vikings have and the type of great offensive coordinator the Vikings have, then next year we'll be saying, well, how did Case Keenum possibly have a season like this when he's this bad? So uh, your Bills, what a defense they must have. They held uh, Blake Bortles to 10 points, and then he goes and gets 45. Man, I don't know how Blake Bortles put up 45. <laughs> Although, they, you know, the Jags defense did score on a, on a fumble. Yes. But, yes. you know, the Pittsburgh, I, I just saw today that they're going to keep all their defensive staff. And I thought, man, you give up 45 to the Jags, you should not be keeping your entire defensive staff. But, uh, well, you know, the, the Jags are kind of fun. I can't stand Doug Marone. I've told that to you before. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, I like everything about them, their personality, their defense, and the fact that they have a quarterback that has been made fun of all the time, and then he comes up 
big like that. Maybe he's like the new Alex Smith. Who Remember how terrible Alex Smith was early in his career and he became a punchline, and then he turned out to be pretty good. It took his team to uh, San Francisco to an NFC championship there, and he's had a good career in Kansas City outside of the playoffs for the most part there. So, I mean, a guy that's drafted that high and is talented – uh, maybe he shouldn't exactly be that much of a punchline anymore. Matthew, thanks for your time, sir. Anytime. All right, Matt Gowler covers the Vikings for 1500ESPN.com. There's some good stuff there all the time. The Ride with Royce. Geared to the automobile, a complex mechanism that must be operated by an even more complex entity. Royce on 1500 ESPN. We have daily complaints. What do you got, guys? Uh, Okay, Pat, I'm going to kick things off, and I know how much you love the feel-good pieces that surround the Super Bowl, so my daily complaint is the fact that I didn't see this till just now, but our guy Corzo penned a piece called The Boy and His Dad that's online at 1500ESPN.com. Okay. It's, you know what, I know you don't like the feel-good pieces, Corzo did a good job. It's pretty damn good and worth the read, ladies and did gentlemen. Did they? Uh, what did they go to a game or just? He's talking just, about the the victory over the Rams yeah. ahead of the f- uh, first Super Bowl loss against the Chiefs back in. Uh, oh, okay. It's yeah. really, I, really I good. can put up with those. It's, I can put up with those. I hate the, uh, you know, the 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 <laughs> just the little kids. Uh, you know, we're gonna have eight. Thousand of those stories. Well, and Corzo's told the story on the air, so I could t- I could share this. But part of it was when they left to take the bus back to the watering hole where they started from. He said, "You know, the fans were a bit different after the game." <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Well done, Corzo. And he probably and he probably about twelve bucks to get in too. Oh, okay. probably, yeah. Yeah. What do you got, Manny? Uh, well, I'm going to take a little bit more of a serious tone here, guys, for my daily complaint. Uh, just the the continuing uh, developments of this uh, Dr. Larry Nassar uh, story is just really it just it's just so disturbing. And the fact that you know we're we're finding out that there were so many people that were aware that this was going on, they were just kind of enabling this, and it's it's just pretty disgusting. And uh, I hope that uh, some people are going to have to answer to this. USA and, uh, not a good look trouble. for yeah. uh, not a good look for Michigan State either. Not Even at after all. U.S. gymnastics got rid, of, USA gymnastics got rid of him. They kept him. So and uh, the the other part of that uh, that story is it was nice of USA gymnastics to come out and say that what's the name of the gal who basically started the whole thing uh, that they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to uh, discipline her for uh, having revealed this. So oh, well, that that's was, nice of them. Yeah, nice. very yeah. kind of them to do that. Yes, yeah, it, uh, yeah it is. Uh, it's amazing. Guy's going to be in jail for three hundred years. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know? I see. I see. Simone uh, said uh, has now said that she also yeah. was molested. So unbelievable. Well, on that happy note, uh, we will uh, <laughs> we will uh, be back here tomorrow, and. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, we'll have Kevin Seifert, who I always appreciate his insights, and uh, we'll uh, line up some other superstars to uh, be on the show with us tomorrow. All right, gentlemen. See you tomorrow. Here.